Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. We rumbled all weekend, and now we're ready to record the latest episode of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, before we go any further, let me introduce the star of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I think overall, um, it was it was a fun rumble. I know there was like mixed reviews on the actual event as a whole and kind of like the individual matches and whatnot, but um, I still had fun. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. We did our fully picks league. I was doing a lot of stat keeping during the show, so uh, I'm excited to kind of dive in and talk about it and get your thoughts on it. You know, yeah, we'll get we'll get into detail, but the rumble bottom line rumble is always a uh, a fun night of wrestling. You know, it's it's the 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 ones that have been actively bad. There, you know, it's, I think it's less than like three or four of them. So mm-hmm. it's always a pretty fun night. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk some Royal Rumble. We have not one, not two, but three box sets. You know, the box sets making a comeback, man, of uh, wrestling figures. It was a staple. In the late 90s, felt like the whole idea kind of just went on the shelf for about 20 years. And as you did there, yeah, and as rare as they are, um, somehow we received three different box sets of figures this week. So, doing a lot of figure reviews, we're going to get you guys some retro recommendations and we will answer listener mail. want to remind you guys, this podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Use code CHICKFOLY to save 10% on all of your purchases there. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at CHICKFOLY, Marco running the Twitter machine over at CHICKFOLY Show. You can join our uh, Patreon-exclusive group over on Facebook. Lots of fun happening over there, uh, chickfoley.com. And you can also get the links to all of our Pod Foundation brethren, the Extra Cooler Show coming down the aisle and Turnbuckle Tavern over there as well. Want to remind you guys to um, also we have a ton of great products available on the Chick Foley shop. If you just hit on that, uh, go to chickfoley.com, like Sheena said, and hit up that link on Spring um, to you know we got some great T-shirts and just some random stuff there. So we, we I don't think we random do a good merch. enough job. Yeah, yeah, we don't do a good enough job promoting that on here because uh, there is some cool stuff available there. Uh, Sheena, let's let the listeners know what's new on the farm. A little bit of a quiet week after all the excitement yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, not a lot going on. It, this is more just like the planning stages. I kind of talked last week about some winter sowing and gardening and stuff. But yeah, just ordering seeds, kind of mapping everything out, getting everything prepped and ready to go. I know, you know, springtime when, you know, if you're not a gardener or if you're just like a very casual gardener, you know, you walk into Lowe's or Home Depot, you know, in the summertime, you see like all the tomato plants and the cucumber, you know, starts and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, it's garden season. But for those of us who like start things from seed and, you know, we have a pretty um, large garden space, like this is like, you know, this is basically like the, um, like training camp. You know what I mean? You got to get everything ready and prepped and everybody ready to go for, uh, for the big show and everything kind of goes into the ground. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where, this is where all those big, beautiful summer garden photos that I post come from is like this planning period. So that's really what it, what it's all about right now. Speaking of the big show, uh, this Sunday night, we're heading up the road, up I 40 to go to Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, to check out NXT Vengeance States. It was too close not to get tickets as that car started shaping up. It's going to yeah. be our daughter, Stella, uh, just turned four years old. Her first 
live wrestling experience. Uh, you know, we'll get into the card a little bit when we get inside the squared circle. But um, how do you think Stella's going to do at uh, at wrestling? I think as long as she has plenty of concessions and snacks, she's going to be money, dude. I think as long as we keep like you know food in front of her, she'll be chill. And I think she'll enjoy it. Yeah, um, she generally is pretty entertained when she sits down to watch the matches and stuff. Yeah, as long as there's a couple women's matches on the card, we got to hope that there's some women's wrestling because Stella is all about the girls wrestling. So yeah, yeah we got an awesome uh, NXT Women's Championship match. Look forward mm-hmm. to so so she'll dig that one uh and and you know obviously brett's all about it man this is his oh, uh, yeah. you know third or fourth time going to he's live basically wrestling a pro and, now yeah he, he's ready to go um so let's get into it like we said we kind of laid out all the stuff we're going to be discussing i think before we move any further though uh sheena's going to address the elephant in the room and talk about the ongoing uh you know lawsuit scandal disaster currently happening with uh with vincent k mcmahon yeah you know i've just felt like it was important to address it on the show obviously like you know we're, we're a little bit late to the game as far as talking about it um but ultimately i just kind of made the decision that like you know i'm not going to go into the dirty details and everything on here if you want the court documents are available online there are tons of great wrestling um podcasts and you know news outlets and stuff like that that have really like laid out all all the info that you need to know because i mean i'm all about staying in the know and like i you know i love to follow like court cases and true crime and all that kind of stuff right so but it's just it's not fun to talk about it's just icky um and so yeah we just i just made a decision ultimately just to kind of like leave it to the leave it to the other pros who are who are doing this kind of wrestling journalism and uh, if you're interested in that kind of information Go there. Um, I know Wrestle Talk did a really good, just kind of like laying out all of the the details, um, you know, in just kind of a classy way where it wasn't like there wasn't opinion based. It was just like here's what we know, here's the information, you know, do with it what you want. Um, so yeah, you can definitely find that there. All right, with that out of the way, you ready to talk some wrestling? I'm ready. All right, so like Seth said, we had the Royal Rumble this past weekend. Always a super fun event. We kind of touched on it last week. It's just like it's an event that even if you're not a wrestling fan or not into wrestling, that you can enjoy. Lots of fun spots. Um, the action keeps keeps going like every freaking minute and a half. So we can- easy, easy to gamble on. Easy yeah. to make some drinking games up. For. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just it's a, it's. Really, Pat Patterson's, you know, greatest gift to the world of wrestling. 100%. Um, We kicked off the show with the Women's Royal Rumble, which I'm a huge fan of kicking off the actual Royal Rumble event with a Royal Rumble, especially now that we have two. Yeah, you almost Um, got to. Yeah, you have have to kick it off. Last year, they did it with the men. Yeah, it gets the crowd super hype. Um, I don't know. And then right at the beginning of the the Women's Royal Rumble, we had a return in Naomi, which I thought was cool. I've always been a fan of Naomi. So, you know, we were all feeling the glow right from the... Right from the jump. Um, and then Bailey comes in shortly after. And everybody's hyped to her because she's potentially going to win the whole thing. So we want to see what she's going to do from the number three spot. Um, overall, I thought the Women's Rumble was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree. This is the, I believe, seventh Women's Rumble. We've, yeah, seventh Women's Rumble wow. that we've had, uh, which is crazy. It really lets you know how fast time's flying. You know, Oscar mm-hmm. won that first one back in 2018, and that's when uh ronda rousey came out and made her wwe uh kind of you know official debut yeah um that night so just let you know how how long we've been doing these women's rumbles it still seems like such a a fresh concept i think this was the best one ever um it didn't have any of the returns that have really been yeah i agree that's been such a staple of the women's roster for or the women's rumbles all these years is you have just a ton of returning legends and callbacks and stuff but it was all you know, current roster folks, you had the cameo from Jordan Grace, uh, the TNA Knockouts champion. Um, 
and it just felt alive. The, the match mm-hmm. felt alive the entire time. There was no, there was no, I felt like the men's rumble, which we'll get to, there were a few points where you're kind of like catching your breath and just reassessing where we're at and, you know, pulling up to see who's left to still come in it. This one, it felt like it was moving and I was just locked in and entertained the entire time. Yeah. And like I said, just a minute ago, I, I was really happy to not see like a bunch of just like spots taken up by legends, like no shade to those women, but I don't need to see Trish Stratus. I don't need to see Molly Holly or, you know, obviously like it would be cool to see like maybe the Bellas, but like they're not into wrestling right now. They have no purpose there. So I wasn't mad about not seeing them. I don't know. I just, I, I was here for it to be like all active, active roster folks. And, um, I could have done with Medusa being in there. Still <laughs> oh, let Medusa, yeah. Alundra Blaze, you know, my missed connection, let her uh, let her get in there. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I was really happy with the the roster and just the job that they yeah, did. Yeah, and we had uh, the appearance of Jade Cargill, her first, like, actual, like, on-screen debut. Um, it, was, it was just, dude. Looked like a billion dollars. Looked like a billion Passed freaking a million dollars. dollars. Could not dude. have gone any better. They got yes. in there, manhandled Nia Jax, made that look easy. She just looked like she belonged, you know. She just, I, we know she's been oh. down in the the performance center all this time. Yes. I mean, last week on the preview, we were talking about, you know, maybe you kind of heat, uh, heat her up in the rumble to go do a run on NXT. feels like she's past that, man. Yeah. I mean, you could, if they wanted to, they could have had her win the rumble and it would have been believable. I don't yeah. think people would have been mad. I think she's, you know, we're obviously, we've been high on Jade for a long time going, you know, back really just kind of shortly after her AEW run, you know, once we've kind of seen her on TV a few times, um, she's awesome. I, I don't think she's going to go for one of the singles championships. I think maybe we see her and Bianca team up. Uh, I was just about to say, dude, when her and Bianca like went, like looked at each other, like, dude, it just gave me like goosebumps, dude. It was just, I mean, two women built like that. Just the, just the freaking picture of strength and just beauty. Oh, it was, it was marvelous. How great would uh, a Jade and Bianca super team going up against the Kabuki warriors for the women's tag belts be at WrestleMania? Dude, it would be so awesome. I, so I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this today in the shower about Jade and Bianca. Wow, steamy. <laughs> steamy. What's steamy? Um, I, uh, I was thinking about it today. And like, if I thought for just a moment that WWE would actually put any legitimacy into the women's tag, divi- like tag division and like build some actual women's tag team, you know, meaningful women's tag team. I shouldn't say actual, but like to make it something that means something, I would love to see Bianca and Jade be like the, the women's tag champions do, but I just feel like they're going to be going up against a bunch of freaking thrown together women. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't want it to be a situation where they weaken Jade by putting her in a tag team in a tag team division that doesn't matter. You know, see, I, I definitely get what you're saying, man. The women's tag team championship scene for the most part, has been, you know, comedy, low card. That's that's how it's been presented. Um, you know, Piper and Chelsea, they did a great job with it, but they would never they never seem like a serious part of the show, right? Yeah. It was just fun. There's been times where it's it's, you know, they've had a little bit more shine on them than others. Like I think about when when uh Bailey and Sasha had them. That was probably their peak. But the thing about it is I'm not really I'm not looking for them to elevate the the women's tag team scene. I'm looking for that WrestleMania moment, then winning those belts. And the moment they win them, I think the clock is ticking on Jade healing off on Bianca and kicking that off, man. I think yeah. that's something that you could have be one of your big storylines throughout uh, 2024. Um, it's sending her right to the top. I get that, but honestly, it's where she belongs. I feel like it's not even going to be believable if you try to insert her with the NXT scene right now. As great as the, the women's division is down there, 
Jade's just a different freaking level. Yeah, and I think just striking while the iron's hot, dude. We're all hot for Jade right now. Obviously, I hope she is prepared for, you know, her big moments and her big spot. I mean, she looked great in the Rumble, but again, you know, you just never know um, when somebody gets one on one in a ring, like how how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out. But um, I don't I don't think they would have put her in the rumble if they didn't think she was ready. Well, you that's know? another thing you can kind of work her into it if you have her do the tag team thing True, with yeah. uh, with Bianca for a couple months. You know, she can get in an el- elimination chamber. I'm assuming she's gonna be part of that uh, next month in Australia. And you know that's a that's a six person multi person match where you got you can have people in there kind of directing her and helping her out and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know let her get her legs under her doing some tag team action before you head to that big blow off feud with her and Bianca. Um, I don't think it's in the cards this year. I think next year, if you're like putting uh, pro wrestling futures bets in, I would put a marker down on Jade Cargill main eventing one night of WrestleMania because it's it, that definitely seems to be the trajectory mm-hmm. she's on after. Based off that that debut on Saturday night. Yeah, I agree. What were your thoughts on our winner Bailey winning the um the women's Royal Rumble? I think we're in for a very very special uh, story over these next couple months. You know, Bailey is she's almost taken on like the, the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline uh, type role with Damage Control, right? Yeah. Like the rest of the girls are being kind of bitchy towards her, dude. Like ever since Kyrie Sane came back and. They brought uh, Asuka into the fold. It seems like, you know, Bailey's just chopped liver. And even though she's still been sticking up for, you know, for her girls the whole time. And I think uh, th- this yeah, leads to Yeah, she saved her. him a couple times yeah. in, the, in the Rumble. Yeah, so I think this is ultimately going to lead to her uh, challenging EO for that belt. And the fans, you know, they were behind Bailey all night in the Rumble. She's just, it's it's been a long time coming, but she has... She has won the fans back, and I think they are so ready for this babyface tournament. It's always great when you see a super over babyface um, win a championship at WrestleMania, and and I think that's kind of where my head's at after the Rumble. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I'm excited to see this, um, all this pop off in the the kind of the blow up of damage control and see see how it all shakes out. Yeah, speaking of blow up, I don't think she needs to go full on back to the um you know the hugger gimmick but i do think it would be a gigantic pop if she brought back the bailey buddies um for her entrance at wrestlemania this year i think that i mean i could totally see that happening yeah. again i don't think you know she needs to revert back to she don't need uh, the side NXT. ponytail or anything yeah, like that yeah. but just bring back the buddies yeah she don't need the tassels and all that but yeah the the bailey buddies would just even if it's just for that one night at wrestlemania yeah just yeah just a, that's a mania moment right yeah there. the nostalgia pop um and they could do some like super giant extra large Bailey buddies for WrestleMania. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that would be, that'd be really awesome. Any other thoughts or any other highlights from the women's rumble that stood out to you that you wanted to uh, touch on? I want to give some flowers to Nia Jax. She's been, yes, she I has do. been much improved yeah. since she came back. She seemed like a bigger deal than she has at really any other time, She's which is like crazy. Yeah. She is not like most girls, you know, considering she won uh, a women's championship at WrestleMania 34. How many eliminations? Um, she but she, she feels eight eliminations. Yeah. Had, in the, the, uh, had the most eliminations. She just feels like a really big deal and she's looked pretty good. She doesn't look nearly as reckless as she used to. I think she's gotten in better shape. I think I think you know yeah, part like of it. She, she just has a, a yeah. Bit. She has a little more control over her body and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's probably helped her out a lot. Just you know feeling more you know strong and in shape and stuff like that. So yeah, I think she she looks great. Yeah, but other than that, two thumbs up. If I had one gripe, and this carries over a little bit to towards the um, the men's rumble as well, but it was really noticeable during the females. We got to punch up these uh, these theme songs in WWE, man. I think. You know, Def Rebel, since they took over for CFO, they've, they've dropped yeah. a couple bangers on us, like with Romans and 
few other in and and <laughs> excuse me sets um but for the most part man these songs are just not recognizable at all so you know no, the, you'd have the to be listening hits, I, I had to wait and watch like, you gotta have, wait until the name yeah, pops up on the tron or the tron, until they come exactly. out yeah because you just uh yeah I, I don't know man i don't necessarily think we need to go all the way back to the attitude era where every single person had a stinger to start off their theme music you know whether it was the glass breaking or val venus saying you know hello ladies but I think we need something like that so you can get that Pavlovian response was, going from yeah, the audience. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. When you hear that, like it's just like you don't even have to think. It's an auto response. Like yeah. You know who's coming out, and you're like, holy shit. You know, I, think, I, I, I do think we need some stingers, dude. So maybe that could be a, a special edition Chick Foley episode we'll come up with. <laughs> we'll go through the both lists of the Rumble and figure out what the stingers should be for all, uh, all 30 people. <laughs> All right. All right. So that wraps up the uh, the Women's Royal Rumble. And we'll move right on to the Fatal 4-Way. That was for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uh, you know, we love Roman Reigns here, but just got to keep it real. This was probably the least, yeah. I don't know, probably the least entertaining Roman match during this run, man. As far as title defenses go, you didn't, there wasn't really any of the classic Roman near falls. And it, we obviously knew that this reign wasn't going to end in a fatal four way match. Um, and they didn't, but I was still willing to let them, you know, earn my suspension of disbelief in the match. And they did it. It kind of yeah. felt like it was in second gear. Part of me, I wonder if like, they specifically like said, like, don't go too hard on this. Cause it, you know, CM Punk getting hurt sucks. Um, you know, Brock getting in trouble and not, looks like he's not going to be part of WrestleMania. That sucks. But the absolute biggest thing that could derail WWE right now, even more so than all this shit going down with Vince, would be if Roman Reigns went out and suffered like a torn ACL yes. or, you know, ruptured Imagine a disc in his back. Imagine that's the way that this, this the way story ends. Yeah, yeah, that would... Because Roman, has, as much as I love him, he hasn't been enough of a fighting champ that people are going to go out like... He ain't going to get the, you know, you deserve it and thank you Roman chance as he lays the belt down and walks out. It's just yeah. going to be anticlimactic. So I, part of me wonders if, you know, they produce this match purposely to kind of keep it in second gear. Because uh, all of Roman's other matches, they, they usually, they, they'll they start off slow, but they get it cranked up by the mm-hmm. end. And you always got at least one or two just absolutely heart-stopping near falls where you think he's actually going to lose it. This one with four incredibly talented guys in there. Never really got out of the driveway. I, think, I, I was going like. to say, I mean, everybody looked good. Like there wasn't anybody that I was just like, eh, you know, but it, like you said, I just kept waiting for that moment for it to rev up and it just, it never did. And then when it ended, I was just like, well, that's about what I expected. You know I mean? Because we knew there was no way that Roman was not winning this, but we also, I also wanted to see like, oh shit, maybe he's not winning this. You know, I yeah. wanted there to be that moment where I like questioned myself for just a second and we definitely didn't get that. Um, moving on, there was uh, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Got to go back one because, okay. you know, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, that was kind of a nothing burger match yeah. also. Uh, you know, we roasted him last week. Thank you, AJ, for bringing back the more traditional AJ Styles ring gear. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You wore championship pants. Yeah. The 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 uh, was it was he wearing a vest or a jacket? Uh, no, the pants were just like the black and white, though. It was yeah. More like a New Japan style, a Bullet Club style, AJ Styles. Yeah. Gear. But he still had uh, he still had the weird. Yeah, he still had. Yeah. But yeah. that was fine, though. That, that's just for the entrance anyway. So thank you, AJ. <laughs> thank you, AJ. Um, But yeah, I thought. Logan Paul of all of, you know, because usually after a Logan Paul match, we come on the show and we're like, wow, that was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed most things that Logan Paul has done. This wasn't bad, but I just felt like it was very forgettable. I felt like, um, you know, both guys looked good, but it was there was, just, it's just a bridge to get to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt very just meh. 
which so, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to tune up just another Logan Paul and Kevin Owens rematch at Mania. That feels like a little underwhelming. I think they need to bring back the the big car crash match. You remember for a few years there at WrestleMania, you would always have either the tag belts or the Intercontinental Championship defended in like a six or seven man ladder match. I think that's what they should do with the, with the U.S. title this mm-hmm. year. You know, let Logan Paul roll in there. And if you still want to make the main story, you know, Logan Paul against KO or Logan Paul against LA Knight, you can still tell that story within a big, you know, like I said, car crash money in the bank style match for the yeah. belt. Uh, I think mania needs that. That's a, that's an awesome way to open one of the nights of uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. And the way that this match ended was just kind of like, you know, like Kevin, o, like Logan Paul got the, the brass knucks and then, you know, all of a sudden some shenanigans happen and they end up with Kevin Owens and he uses them probably against his better judgment. And the ref decides at that moment that, Oh shit, you know, I can, I can see these brass knuckles all of a sudden. Yeah. And, that's and like, it's a B show. It's a B show pay-per-view ending. That's not the way a match at the Royal Rumble should be ending. Yeah, dude. And I mean, I hate, I hate disqualification endings at pay-per-views anyway. I think that's just like something that shouldn't happen. I it's just you're never satisfied. You are never satisfied when there's a pay-per-view and it's a disqualification or a count out. I'm sure those things have their place in in storytelling and you know all of that, but it's it's not not fun for anyone. Um any other thoughts on Paul yeah. Owens? Nah. Um all right. The main event Cody Rhodes two-time back to back Royal Rumble champion beats out 29 other dudes, including CM Punk, uh, to win the men's. He is on hallowed ground. He joins Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Steve Austin as the only four people to win back to back Royal Rumbles. Pretty nuts, dude. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the men's? Uh, it was okay. I mean, again, I, I felt like I missed some of the, like the nostalgia pops or like big surprises more in the men's and the women's just cause you just can't help, but, but, you know, kind of fantasy book stuff. I, I, we talked about this a little bit within the Facebook group. It's in a lot of ways. It feels like with all with as widespread as like, you know, the internet wrestling community is and stuff and all the speculation and everything and fantasy booking that goes into the Royal rumble each year it almost feels like it's in a spot where it's impossible for it to ever really live up to the hype. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was looking, I was looking at something and I was trying to reorder this thing on the, uh, on the Wikipedia page. I was looking at the eliminations and I thought I had something wrong that I had said earlier. So I had to go back and double check myself. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, overall I thought again, there wasn't any, um, legend spots in the, in the men's rumble. So, um, yeah, our truth, our truth. I mean, our truth is a legend. Yeah, I mean, I know, let's, let's, I'm, I'm saying let, that as a joke. Yeah, let's let's be put real. it in order by the order they came in. Yeah, that's what I did. I put it in order. No, you didn't, because Jey Uso came in first. See, I've got it. I've got this thing all messed up now. I don't know. Sheena, had, yeah, you got. I oh, got it okay. Back now. There I got we go. It fixed. Okay. 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 I was like, what the heck yeah, did I do? We're going off the Wikipedia page. That's kind of Sheena's guide when she's leading us through these pay per views, and she had a thing all cattywampus. Yeah, I thought Jay and Jimmy starting off was. Uh, so we'll just go straight up. Like we we typically don't do on this uh, don't do this on this show, but it's the Royal Rumble, so we'll just kind of take the gloves off and go full wrestling critic on this man. We'll 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 break the kayfabe. I'll, I'll take off my king of kayfabe crown. Jay and Jimmy being number one and number two, I actually predicted that, right? She, yep, you can, can I get I some can, credit for yep, that? I can confirm that was a uh, crystal ball moment by yeah. uh, the heel husband. So you know. F- flashback to I think it was Royal Rumble '89 or '90 where Axe and Smash were the first two people. Um, always fun. 
I thought that that was going to be a lot bigger story yeah. of the match. Like it they went out of it for the first all. and it seemed like they went away from it. Like I was expecting Jay to dump Jimmy and Jay to make a run to be close to winning the thing and Jimmy yeah. come back. So if the plan is still for them to do Jay and Jimmy at WrestleMania, I think they really missed an opportunity to to heat that up and kind of get that thing cooking because it's, it's really been limited interaction between the two of them since uh, that big turn at SummerSlam. Um, part of me thinks that Jay might be on the path to fight Gunther now. If Brock's out of the picture for Mania, mm-hmm. uh, I think Jay would be a totally credible contender for that IC title if you really want to make that match a huge deal. Uh, like Sheena mentioned earlier, Andrade coming back, that was cool. How tragic is it week, that yeah. we did not get his entrance music? I mean, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> not having, not having, um, you know, El Idolo. Like I just that that hurt my heart a little bit. We use that for our um, our beverage break here on the. No, um, I don't. Keeping it tranquilo. Oh, keeping it tranquilo. That's right. Keeping it tranquilo uh, here on the show, and uh, so you guys will still get to hear that from from time to time, but uh, we won't be hearing it in WWE. But anyway, super stoked to have Andrade back. I think um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, he just doesn't get lost in the mid card of doom. And then I thought Dom was great. Dom came in at number nine, brought a lot of energy to it. Everybody hated him all night. People love seeing him get smacked around. Yeah, he did eliminate um, freaking Braun Breaker, which um, was, was surprising. But now that we know that Braun Breaker pretty much took the the Brock Lesnar spot, I guess they were setting up something for Dom and Brock Lesnar. Supposedly that was going to be the match for um, for Elimination Chamber. Dom and Brock was going to be a little special attraction match for, for the been, fans down in Australia. That would have been awesome. What did you think of <clears throat> Cody winning from the 15 spot compared to winning from the, the 30 spot? I think, again, I told you last week, I think this is Cody's year to really just prove himself. Like It's it's a lot bigger feat to win from the 15 spot than the 30 spot. Um, even though it was cool seeing him win the Rumble last year, I, again, it just felt like all the – all the cards were falling in <clears throat> in Cody's favor last year. And this year he's really having to prove himself, really having to work for it. Um, and uh, I will say though, like it came down to CM Punk and Cody at the end. And I felt like that, that segment just took so long. Like, I feel like there could have been a much more definitive just ending to that. And I guess they didn't want to like bury punk at the end, but can we just talk about like I was just like when is this is when is this gonna be over? <laughs> like, well, they did the same thing last year. You remember last year Cody and Gunther had basically a whole ass one on one match, which is fine. Which C- Cody and Gunther was awesome though. Like I felt like Co- dude seeing Cody and Gunther go at it was like well you got to remember CM Punk was out there with a torn to, tricep, but we didn't man. know that we didn't I know. know. So but- you call an audible and you're like, hey, dude, something's going on here. Like tap the ref. Hey, I think I've tore my triceps. Can we just like you know, roll this up or do, do something, you know, throw me over, dude. Like I, I agreed with you a hundred million percent. Everything you're saying, I agreed with it all day, Saturday and Sunday. But once it came out that punk tore his triceps, I cut him a little bit of slack, you know, cause maybe obviously I don't think he knew exactly how bad the injury was right when it happened. And maybe he's thinking if I just keep working, um, that we can, we can push through. I mean, not to see him punk looked amazing the last couple of times we'd seen him before this, but it definitely looked rough on Saturday night. Just looked kind of slow. Looked uh, the offense didn't look very like crisp and strong. And you got to think we'll at least give him the benefit of the doubt that that injury had a lot to do with it. So I'll get, I'll cut on some slack. I will say next year, like when we get down to the last two, let's just get to it, man. I, yeah. I don't. It doesn't need to last longer than a minute because I feel like you know when you get down to the last two people, especially if it's two people like this year where they could both realistically win. 
they're both over with the fans. You get that pop of adrenaline, but it just fizzles out when they go on exactly. and on. And there's only so many false finishes you can do, man. And, like, yeah, because you get you get when the when it's down to two, it's the final two. You get that like oh, like the holy shit moment where like the the fans start to really just like pay attention and get get back up. And uh, so you you've got to just pay that off, right? Because again, like you said, it starts to fizzle, and then when the moment does happen, it's like cool, like glad. Glad that's over. Yeah, it's like you guys did all that. Like Cody could have done that in like three moves and wrapped yes, it up. Yeah. Exactly. Especially with the way Punk looked. I mean, again, if it was like if they were having like a freaking, you know, post rumble classic here in the, you know, final moments of the rumble, great, let it happen. Yeah. But the the fact that Punk was already looking so, you know, freaking gassed and hurt. They should have just wrapped it up. Yeah, I agree. I, like I said, it worked. It definitely worked last year. It didn't work this year. I got to imagine that they'll go with a different layout for the the final two on the Rumble next year. So I would give this Rumble. I, I mean, it's not like an F. I heard some people like saying no, it was horrible. No, I didn't think so. It I wasn't didn't... horrible. It was just, you know, of all the Rumbles I've ever seen, it was the, the latest one. You know, that's about where I put it at, dude. It was kind of just middle of the road. There have been some bad Rumbles. That one 2022 that Brock won, that Shane McMahon ended up being a major part of it at the very end. That one was horrible. Um, the one in 2015 that Roman won after Kane and the Big Show dumped all the like mm-hmm. really popular people out of the ring, like bags of trash. That was bad. 99, the one Vince McMahon won when Vince and Austin were number one and two in the Rumble. That's the worst ever for sure. Um, so those are some bad Rumbles. If you want to see what a bad Rumble looks like, go back and watch one of those three. This was just, I would say, like a slightly below average Rumble. Yeah, I didn't think um I didn't think it was bad. I was entertained. Like again, I was doing stat keeping and so I was interested and obviously we had our, our picks in on it. So I was trying to like keep up with, you know, what what picks I had gotten right and stuff. So it kept the whole match interesting the whole time. Um and again, there was no like spots where you um had like, you know, Santeno Morella or whatever come out and, you know, just be like a, again, a nothing burger. Um, Pat McAfee was there. Some people hated that. I thought that was fine. I'm cool with a little bit of comedy relief. Yeah, I thought that. I mean, I I didn't. Th- I didn't hate that. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was excellent. It was fine. The problem, and see, the problem with it being fine though is that you know, on paper, you could have had The Rock return. Uh, you know, yeah, you could have had Okada come in. MJF was actually on the board at the betting sites as a potential yep. winner, even though, you know, I don't think any of us really thought that was possible. We didn't see any Sasha but, Banks or no, uh, you know, AJ Lee or any of the big yeah. people that were like, you know. The like- possibilities are just endless in it. You know, you can really let your imagination go wild. Fantasy book in these rumbles and like a lot of things in life, it's just impossible for the real thing to live to up to off. it. So overall, I give this Royal Rumble event like a, my thumb is like slight, you know, it's slightly pointing up. Just <laughs> one? Yeah, just just one and it's like slightly just pointing up. Just one limp thumb? Yeah, one limp thumb. This was kind of, like I said, kind of a mediocre Rumble. Still a fun Saturday night though. Yeah, and it it was long and there were only four matches on the card. So imagine. Yeah, we didn't run our timer like we normally do. You know, yeah. usually we, we, just for fun, we keep the time going between them. I think they legit were going 90 seconds between most of these folks. And, the way they pace the shows now, you usually have like anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes of BS yeah. between matches. Um, but yeah, what was your final verdict on Royal Rumble 2024? I give it, yeah. I mean, I give, I give it a thumbs up, but it's a it's a very loose thumbs up. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I was, I was entertained. I think again, you know, we talked to you, we always talked to you guys about getting into our group and getting into the, uh, Pix League. The Pix League definitely, it makes a world of difference, it makes a world of difference when you're watching pay-per-views, especially ones that like, you know, like this, that just are kind of dragging on a little bit. Um, there's meaningful bonus picks and stuff that you're hoping pay off. And so you're always paying attention. So it's like fantasy football. So yeah, it is like fantasy. It's the closest thing to it. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy football for wrestling. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I give it a thumbs up. All right, we'll segue from the Rumble. Well, I don't know, real quick, let's talk about CM Punk being hurt. So that was okay, the other, probably yeah. the biggest story that came out of this. Uh, CM Punk <laughs> tears his triceps, comes out on Monday night, cuts a super heartfelt promo, uh, you know, kind of questioning if this WrestleMania main event's ever going to happen. I'm really bummed for Seth, dude, just because I don't see Seth main any night one of Mania anymore, where it yeah. was looked pretty much, you know, set in stone. It was going to be him and Punk. Um, but, dude, we said it from the jump, man. As much as much has been made of all the you know backstage drama and shenanigans that that punk brings with him um to me that was always just a product of mismanagement and lack of leadership on AEW's part man that was just standard pro wrestling stuff if you've been following pro wrestling for any amount of time cm punk's one of the worst defenders of it but that's kind of just basic wrestling shit and they just could not get that they just couldn't get it uh, under control my biggest concern was always the injuries man it seemed like you know that first 6 months or so went pretty well in AEW and since then anytime he's had a big match dude gets hurt yeah i mean what he have two injuries in AEW right pretty significant injuries yeah he broke his foot and then he tore his triceps the other triceps yeah, yeah, not yeah. this one oh i think there's a potential that he's he's torn both right I, heard, I was hearing that maybe he tore both this time so i yeah. heard it was i heard he tore the opposite one of the one he tore in AEW mm. Well, either way, um, it sucks. And, you know, we give Punk a lot of shit on here. We talk a lot of, you know, just <laughs> I'll talk a lot. Talk, I mean, we're, I'm not a CM Punk fan. I don't yeah, like the guy. I'm not I'm not a CM Punk fan. I did enjoy I enjoyed his promo with Cody. I enjoyed uh, the, the promo Monday night. It felt genuine. I thought I felt it, you know, authentic. I like the buzz he brings. Yeah, he definitely brings some energy to the show. Exactly. You know, and um, I got the algorithm algorithming on Instagram the other day. I posted after the after the rumble, I posted, um, you know, CM Punk and I posted the Mox quote. And I mean, you would have thought that those words like I like I made up those words and that I was like cheering for CM Punk to get hurt and get run over by a truck or something. I mean, the people that like came to Punk's defense and oh man, the marks were the marks were out for blood. But thanks for the algorithm boost. It really uh really helped. So um I I'm not I'm bummed that he's missing his WrestleMania moment, right? Like I never want anyone, whether I think they're an asshole or not, to like not let their dreams come true. However, um, I told you guys this would happen. <laughs> I told you that he was going to get injured. So, um, I, and I predicted at the beginning of the, um, show that by the end of 2024, CM Punk would not be with WWE, whether it's for backstage shenanigans, assholishness or injury. And it looks like, you know, I'm already it's only, it was only January and I'm already, uh, <laughs> ahead on that bit. Yeah. They definitely, you know, shout out to Drew McIntyre. He's definitely taking advantage of this and cashing in, you know, he attacked CM Punk Monday night and then he's been, I love that. Just I being an absolute great. troll. Yeah. It's pro wrestling one one It's been being an absolute troll on social media all week. So they definitely got him queued up for his fir- first feud when he comes back. I almost think that you need to give CM Punk like the Brock Lesnar treatment, like let him come in do an angle, lead to a big match, and then he's off another couple months. I just don't think you can consistently expect this guy to be a full-time member of the roster. If he's somebody that you're paying a lot of money and want to get a bang for your buck on to get get these big pay-per-view matches out of, 
I think you kind of got to put him on the shelf because the dude is just, you know, he's no spring chicken. Your body's not going to suddenly become way more durable after no. suffering these significant injuries at 45, you 46 talk to years Tom old. Brady and see, you know, get, get some of that oxygenated blood and, you know, see what's going on over at TB12 or whatever it's called. Yeah, but if I, the person I'm most sad for is just Seth, man. I just, I wonder where he even, he may not even well, end up with a belt at Mania now. I know, and he's, he's, I, I don't like that he's trying to get Cody I don't know. I just I, I thought his promo on Monday was awesome, right? Everything he said is true about the belt. Everything he said is true about him versus Roman. But also, like, I don't know. He, we just had Gunther, you know, I say he was going to challenge Seth. And then now Seth's like, no, Cody, you c- come over here, Cody. Like, you know, look, look at me. Look at me. I'm special. This belt is special. And I felt like that kind of just, like, felt out of place a little bit. I didn't think it was out of place. I, I thought it was fine. I, I saw that a lot online. I thought that uh, I thought it was fine. Seth's whole thing since he took that belt has been about elevating it. And if you really want to elevate it to its highest place, you have the Royal Rumble winner um, select that belt. And I think it's been taken as just such a foregone conclusion that Cody was going to uh, take Romans. I, I, I don't really got a problem with Seth saying it. I, it didn't come across to me as Seth was like begging Cody. It's more. It was more of Seth was just trying to make Cody – you know, see things his way. Um, but so, so let's just play this out. What if, what if Cody does challenge Seth? I mean, I don't think to me, that's not finishing the story. Cause that's not the story. Cause like, dude, Cody has already beat. So it's like, to me, it's like Cody's already beat Seth three times, like back to back to back. So it's like, well, what do I have to prove to you? Obviously you have a title, but I mean, true, but it's just like, dude, I don't know. I feel like the story is not going to be finished unless he beats Roman, dude, because Roman stole his moment, dude. Like, obviously, Cody beat Seth, but those were just regular PLE matches. They weren't, um, you know, they weren't the WrestleMania moment. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to end up fighting Roman unless this is, unless CM Punk getting hurt really is making them shuffle the deck and they're going to bring the rock in to possibly accelerate and do rock and Roman. I think this is just something to kind of buy some time and create a little drama week to week on TV until we get whatever's going to be next for Seth at WrestleMania. Um, but I didn't have any big issue with it. I, I thought Seth still came off strong with the way he cut that promo. Yeah, I mean, Seth beat Roman, pro- dude. Like, if you want to make a big deal about, uh, you know, Cody's making such a big deal about beating Roman, dude. Roman's never beat Seth. So Seth's really the man this era. If you look at, like, any metric aside from, you know, this thousand-day title reign, dude. Seth has gotten one up on Roman over and over and over again in their careers. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I can't argue with you there. All right, let's segue to a show that I think is surprisingly going to surpass the Royal Rumble on the entertainment factor, NXT Vengeance Day this Sunday. Again, we're going to be in the house. Uh, how hype are you for this show, Sheen? I'm excited. I, I well, one, I mean, shoot, it was WrestleMania 31. That was my last NXT show, right? WrestleMania 33. <laughs> oh, yeah, Take 33. That's right. Tor- Take over Orlando. Yeah, 33. Um, but yeah, it's been a while, so yeah. I'm excited to get back in the house for some NXT. NXT has been cooking for the last year. It feels like ever since they had that, that Tuesday night when they absolutely smacked dynamite in the ratings that they just have been feeling themselves and took it up even, even another level. Um, this night is really all about trick Williams, man. We, the, the question is, is it going to be, you know, his coronation or is he just going to get, uh, you know, stabbed in the back, uh, opening match of the night is going to be him and Carmelo fighting, Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin for the the Dusty Rhodes Classic, uh, you know, tag team cup, the the big trophy and everything. I think they're definitely winning that. And then the mm-hmm. main event, we're going to see Trick go against Ilya Dragunov. I 
if you'd asked me a couple weeks ago, I thought for sure that this was going to be Melo is going to end up, you know, finally completing his uh, betrayal and attacking trick um, to, you know, cost him the the chance to be champ. But dude, trick is so freaking over. Yeah. It almost feels undeniable that, that he gets the win. And if they do any kind of angle, it's, you know, Johnny Gargano to Maso Ciampa style, like, you know, the mellow and mellow and trick are celebrating and the, Blood feud. the, the copyright comes up. And yeah. then as, the, as you think it's about to fade to black, that's when mellow does the turn. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm hope I'm, it's wishful thinking because I would absolutely love to be in the house to see the arena explode. I'm going to call it, man. I think Trick Williams wins the NXT championship on, on Sunday night. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think I think that's what's going to happen, too. Like you said, I mean, Trick is undeniable. How hype is Brett going to be to get to uh, do whoop that Trick in person again? He gets to do it at the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies games, and then uh, now he's going to get to do it at uh, NXT. So he's yeah. going to be stoked. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I was even surprised, man. You guys know how much I love Trick, dude. I think this guy has just got the the sky is the absolute limit for him. Um, he made a run in on Friday night on SmackDown and saved uh, Carmelo Hayes and the SmackDown crowd. Right, that that's the most casual of the uh, the main roster fans is that Friday Night Live SmackDown audience. They popped big for him and were going nuts to the point that it made the rounds on the dirt sheets that, you know, backstage SmackDown producers and executives were almost shocked at how big of a response that Trick got. And they're really viewing him as like a future mania uh, main event level talent. So, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I love Melo, but dude, Trick has the look and the it yeah. and this, the, you know. So I said, he's, I mean, Melo's great, right? Like, this is, it's not like Melo's trash. I think they're both no. going to be huge. This isn't like an either or situation, but. Trick is bigger, right? He's got WWE main event size. And dude, it's just something about like his facial expressions and the like his selling ability. Like despite being like, you know, looking more impressive, like if you just looked at him and Melo side by side, he somehow is able to garner more sympathy from the fans, right? Like you feel it more when he's getting beat up and when when he's losing in a match. He seems like more of an underdog than Melo is, even though Melo's, you know, four inches shorter than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for the show. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun trip. We'll definitely give you guys a, uh, it's going to be a quick a turnaround. Yeah, we're, we're driving three hours there and three hours back, and uh, you know, it's it should be it should be a whirlwind. Yeah, between the animals and everything else, it was going to be uh, just too much of a pain. We thought about staying overnight in Clarksville, but it's going to be too much of a pain in the butt. And it's close enough that you know, it's an easy drive. It's three hours, but it's literally hopping on yeah. I forty in a straight shot back home to our uh, our place here in Oakland, Tennessee. So, uh, with that, that's a wrap for Inside the Squared Circle. We'll hit the beverage break. All right, the beverage break is where we tell you guys what we're sipping on as we pod. Uh, we're, we got similar drinks, so I'll let Sheena go ahead and just hit you guys with a description. I'll let you know what flavor I got. Well, I was going to. So this this was kind of my um, my backup pick. So I, ha- I had a nice bottle of red wine, a nice Cab Sav with Elvis Presley on the front. It's called The King. Really freaking delicious. Um, however, I don't 
I don't drink quick enough that or enough that I finished the bottle. So I, I thought it had only been like, you know, two or three days since I opened this bottle. Well, I looked back at my little, you know, Instagram stories from when I opened this bottle and it was like over a week ago. So I went to pour me a glass and it was all kind of just like not super fresh. So I was really super bummed. Um, and so Seth came around the corner with a, uh, with a, with a second lifesaver and gave me this ranch water and it is the Ruby red grapefruit and it's good, refreshing, nice hitting the spot. So I'm not mad at it, but yeah, I was really looking forward to my nice Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm drinking a uh, ranch water. Also, I have the uh, prickly pear though. That's prickly the, pear. that's the last two from that case. what did you like better? Did you like the original, the Ruby red, the spicy or the prickly pear? The spicy Which- was good. I like the spicy. Yeah. Spice is your choice for the, mm-hmm. the best one. Okay. All right. Let's get into figure four. All right, the figure four is where we bring you the latest in wrestling figure news. Uh, not a ton of actual news this week. Before we get into it, I want to remind you guys, this segment and the rest of the podcast is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code CHICKFOLEY to save 10% on all your purchases there. Uh, up for pre-order this week, we had Elite 109. That's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura with the chase, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins for the first time ever coming with that new World Heavyweight Championship. You're going to have Bailey. Damian Priest, no word yet if he's going to have the senior uh, senior money in the bank briefcase or not. I wishful thinking. I hope we get it. And then we're going to have Dom from uh, WrestleMania this year. So pretty cool set. And then the SummerSlam Elites also went up for pre-order. That's going to be X-Pac, Kane, Lex Luger, uh, USA Lex, The Undertaker from SummerSlam 2015, and Build-A-Figure referee John Cone. So we got Build-A-Figure Nicholas earlier with the WrestleMania set. And now we're going to get his daddy in the uh, SummerSlam daddy. set this year. Pretty wild. Um, all right. So again, not a lot of news, but this is really just kind of going to be a, a review segment. Uh, one more release. Mattel creations did drop the latest retro four pack today. That was the WrestleMania one set, big John stud, Hulk Hogan, Wendy Richter, the first female, uh, done by Hasbro or, um, or Mattel. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. And then they also dropped that new black retro ring with like the WrestleMania stickers and stuff. So we're going to get into some reviews again. We mentioned earlier, not one, not two, but three box sets this week. Uh, Sheena, it's dealer's choice. Pick which one you want to look at first and we'll start talking about it. Ooh, so being Chick Foley, I think I'm going to go with the Mick Foley three pack we got here. We got the three faces of ringside exclusive ringside exclusive three faces of Foley um, three pack here. Elites. I think it's awesome. Um, the The box leaves a little bit to be desired. I feel like for a ringside exclusive, because they're all three figures are packaged individually. Individually they, elite packaging. Yeah, which is individual great, elite packaging. But it's got an outer cardboard sleeve around all three of them. And yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Rumble, it's fine. It gets the job done. It's nothing. The outer shell is nothing special. The three elite boxes are all pretty nice. Yeah, sweet. I just feel like, I feel like, you know, what they, what they, they could have con- did a continuation of like the background. Cause like for the, for the mankind, they have the smiley face with the mask. For the dude love, they have the, um, the tie dye and the dude logo. And then they have the wanted dead, um, you know, poster in the background. They should have like divided the box into like three sections. You know what I mean? And kind of just like, like extended the print to the outside of the box. It feels like this outer shell thing may have been like a, a late and afterthought like that. Cause yeah, it just doesn't quite, again, this is a great, it's great. It's still totally fine. This is an awesome product, but 
the it looks like there was a lot more TLC put into the individual figure packaging than like the the outer box. Yeah, we typically don't go into a lot of like packaging detail on here because we're loose collectors. Um, so the packaging is kind of it's an afterthought for us. I mean, I still enjoy good packaging, but um, this set's important though, dude. Yeah, it's coming. It's it's an homage to probably the if not number one, it's at least like number two or three best figure box set of all time. Going back to that Jack Pacific Bone Cruncher Three Faces of Foley set. Yeah, and so, um, again, everything looks great. I wish we would have gotten traditional Cactus Jack in his, uh, you know, wanted dead t-shirt. I feel like that would have been a much better than this, you know, like... That's a WCW w- Cactus Yeah, Jack. WCW like Cactus. See, now, I, I agree with you. I think they needed to just give us, you know, that Cactus Jack with the cloth shirt. This WCW Cactus Jack, though, like, no lie, it's actually my favorite figure in this set. Like that, the, that's the a badass figure. The figure by itself is awesome. I we think if you're packaging them up, though, is like the iconic looks. I feel you think like this one's a little bit of Foley J- from Jace. His, yeah. his WWF run, yeah. But I, I do think the Cactus Jack's the best figure in this set. I mean, cool thing is, dude, you could totally do a repack. Like, it would totally work to just take that out, put the uh, pop your Water Dead or Alive Foley in there, and then you still got your three faces of Foley set. I, yeah. If I was going to get this thing signed, I would totally do that, and I wouldn't bat an eye, man, because I think it would look a lot better MOC. Um, but... So I, I think you kind of got best of both worlds. If you made me, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick this WCW Cactus Jack is so good. I think I'd still leave this set as is. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, you could always go back and throw your own old Cactus Jack figure in there. Yeah. We finally got a proper dude love with Looks great. the, um, the tie dye shirt. No more tribal. Um, <laughs> you know, just looks awesome. Love this mankind. Best, best mankind figure that we've gotten. Yeah. Um, I, this is a perfect autograph set. I don't know how much that old miser McFoley is uh, <laughs> is um, charging for autographs these days. I know he had a big hand in the development of this set, like on the packaging stuff. I know he had a lot of input with Mattel on this, how it came out. And I got to think, you know, shout out to Mick, dude. Good for him. He's all about a dollar. So I'm sure he oh, was yeah. already thinking ahead about how he was going to sign this thing. How I'm sure he's probably going to have a special price at his upcoming signings for this. Mm-hmm. And it would look incredible, man. If I was an MOC person, if I, and I'm still kind of tempted because we have that Jack specific three pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have it signed, uh, by all three, you know, personas of Mick Foley. So I do think it would be pretty badass to get this signed to also go along with it. I don't think I'm going to do that though. Uh, but this will look absolutely incredible with three different color paint pens. Mick does a really good job of doing the different signatures if that's something you wanted. So, yeah, this would be absolutely incredible to get autographed. Yeah, I think like a yellow on this one, like a maybe a red and then like a silver or something over here on, on Cactus Jack. But, um, yeah, figures are great. Definitely would add these to the collection if you are if you're a Mick fan. Um, again, I wish the outer sleeve had a little bit more, um, you know. Yeah, the back of it's just a WWE yeah, logo. It's literally like, give just, us a little write up, you know. How how much would it be to just bang out a little couple paragraphs on what the three faces of Foley and the significance on it? Yeah. So anyway, great set. Three figures. In stock now at ringside. And yeah, you're saving ten bucks if you use Coach Chick Foley on it. So definitely hit it up. So sticking with the ringside exclusives. Sticking with the listen. ringside exclusive. <laughs> yeah, we got AEW the acclaimed box set. So they did put a lot of detail and stuff into yeah. the packaging of this. This oh, packaging yeah. is incredible. They one thing did, you know, we're very, I think, fairly critical of Jazzwares because they do jack some shit up on this AW figure line. But their ringside exclusives, they have absolutely crushed it on the packaging. Think back to like the the Jurassic Express, yeah. Jericho with the bubbly, the recent hook. Mm-hmm. Um 
they're all absolutely incredible. And this is the next in line. It looks like a freaking boom box, man. Yeah, it looks like a boom box. It's got the acclaimed um like you have to expect to, like, on there. There'd be a button somewhere on this to like push it and it's gonna start playing music, man. Like you just <laughs> Max Caster needs a what was that called? The entrance grates line yeah, or the uh... that'd be perfect for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is absolutely amazing, man. Like it just it's super bright. It pops like yeah, you, absolutely zero critiques for me on this packaging. Yeah, you got the uh, you know the scissor hands all over the inside. This of is another here. one that would look incredible signed. Oh man. yeah, with some hot pink paint pen. I think yes. I'd hit it with the light blue, man. I'm a big fan of. I I think light blue paint pen is like the default best one. I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of offsetting it with a color that's not like on the packaging. On the packaging, yeah. So I I think like that light. I think the light blue would really pop on all that pink. Light blue or this. I mean, you could use this like orangey. Yeah, like, paper the orange would work too. Yeah. But no, I don't know. The background kind of, like, the wash out, kind yeah. of uh, that's why I say, man. I think when in doubt. Light blue is your go-to, dude. Light blue and like silver always yeah. works. Also, light, bu- light blue is beautiful. I've seen a lot of Bret Hart figures signed in light yeah, blue. Yeah, it, it looks great. With the, really yeah, good. that's really what put it in mind. You know, our good friends over Fully Posable, they're big on the autographs, and Jeff's always talking about getting the the light blue on the the Bret Hart signatures. It just looks outstanding. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Fully Posable. Listen to them. Subscribe every every Sunday. They yeah. drop a new episode, and you know it's going to be there because they don't miss. <laughs> they don't. They never the miss. Cal Ripken of uh, podcasting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is great. Three first time in the line uh figures i mean there there should there's another uh bowens and max caster coming out very shortly but you know this brings that exclusive beat them to it man like billy gunn anthony bowens max caster all three of their first figures in the aw figure line and they're all pretty dang good man they all look yeah they all look good look at the the glitter and the metallic paint like mattel could never yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's another thing they crush mattel on is any type of metallic finishes man but yeah you got max caster's got the jersey max caster's even got look he's got the bret hart pink on the freaking bill of the hat, yeah. dude. Like, the, like, where are these glasses, Mattel? You yeah. know? They crush it, um, man. Anthony Bones is great. You got old man Billy Gunn with the, the scissors trunks. Got the scissors AEW shirt. And they all got the scissors hands also, man, which makes it even better. Yes. They, so. Yeah, you can be scissoring. Scissoring and scissoring. Yeah, another home run. So go on. Throw this and the McFoley in your cart at the same time, you know? Yeah. You're going to uh, need that Chick Foley code. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, this was a late we edition. Save the best for last. I yeah, think. this this showed up uh, courtesy of Amazon today. Not in stock right now, but traditionally Amazon's exclusives they sell out. But it seems like they get second waves of them. Like I feel like the Gooker and Undertaker uh, set showed up a few times to the point where Ringside actually has it in stock right now. Same thing with all the Amazon fan takeovers, man. That's one thing about Jeff Bezos, dude. If something sells out, he will restock. He's gonna he's gonna milk the last penny off of every product that they get. So just keep an eye on it. You know, save the listing, put email notifications on. Uh, so you can try to grab this piece. But Sheena, tell us what we're looking at here. So we got the WrestleMania Sean and Razor from their, you know, just absolutely infamous ladder match. Uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10. 10. The box. Once again, the packaging on freaking point, dude. So you open the box, there's an outer sleeve and then there's an inner box and it makes the, you know, the Roman numeral 10 on the front and you pull it and it looks like the entrance entrance way. Yeah. yeah. The entrance way for WrestleMania 10. So it says Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels looks like a freaking, you know, promo poster on the front. Just all black, purple and gold. Just like that super classy. WrestleMania yes. 10. And then uh, on the back, you have the iconic photo of Shawn Michaels just freaking leaping off the top of the ladder. Onto- Doing the big splash on Razor. You got yeah. both both intercontinental belts hanging up up high. Like, dude, God rest his soul. I know it's impossible. How great would it look getting the back of this box autographed by Bro. both of them? Yeah, that's a damn, that's a crying shame right yeah. there, dude. 
Um, all right, so we're going to open it up. You open it up. The inner box has a, uh, a flap that you lift. Oh, no. Does it slide out slide again? Out. Oh, yeah. Slides out again. No no bubble. So for the, you know, for Jordan, the, you know, the, the Tune Brothers the, that we previously mentioned, Fully Posable, the hardcore MOC guys, be careful, dude. Like, there's no ro- no tape on this or nothing. I mean, I don't even know what you, how you would consider this ever MOC. There was tape. Yeah. Wasn't there tape? Didn't you cut the I tape on I didn't cut this? anything, dude. I cut the outer shipper. That was hmm. it. Sleeve comes off, and then the, inner, the there's another sleeve that comes off. And did your raw dog in the figures at that point, man? Yeah. I can. I'm touching without cutting anything or ripping anything. I am touching Shawn Michaels' arm right now. Wow. Yeah. So the posing in the box is incredible too. Yes. You got both IC belts up there. Up top. Shawn and Razor both climbing the ladder. Um, yeah. It's just you know this was such a revolutionary match, the first ever televised ladder match in WWE, and. Still, in a lot of ways, you know, one of the best ladder matches ever, man. These guys, it was just absolutely perfect match. Got five stars from Dave Meltzer. This is one of the, probably my favorite WrestleMania ever was WrestleMania 10. So, WrestleMania 10 was fun. Yeah, this is just right up my alley, man. If I if I had one tiny qualm, I wish that they would have put a slightly different finish on one of the Intercontinental belts. Because if you remember from back at this time, you know, Shawn Michaels left. I can't remember the specifics. I think he was either he got frustrated and just left for a couple months or I think he knew he was about to fail a steroids test or something, but he just disappears as the intercontinental champ, you know, shocker. Sean doesn't want to drop a belt clean in yeah. the ring. Um, and uh, razor in the interim won the, you know, was crowned intercontinental champ. And then Sean comes back as the real IC champ. And so they had both belts hanging up in the ladder match. Um, but they had slightly different finishes on them. I feel like that would have just would have been like the absolute primo chef's kiss touch if they would have done yeah. that here. But I get it. That's probably just, you know, a branch too far. Yeah, I'm probably the only freaking nerd that's really sweating that that much. But you definitely are. That would have been a nice touch. But yeah, this set is awesome. Man. Yeah, the figures look great. Sean, it's got the vest on. It's got the little like fringing details down at the bottom. Uh, his earrings, his glasses, everything looks spectacular. The Sean's very, very close to that Walmart flashback Sean that dropped back in like 2018. With some improvements, I think these glasses are new, and obviously he's got the double-jointed elbows that are part of the Elite line now. This is the first time we've gotten this razor in Elite form, though. We had one uh, that he was dropped in the basic line, but obviously didn't have any of the accessories of, or articulation. Yeah, just an absolutely spectacular set. So I would advise, my figure advice everybody, obviously do what you need. It's always worth it. If this is something you absolutely can't live without, to just get on eBay and look at those secondary prices. But I would just keep an eye out. I fully expect this to read. I haven't seen it anywhere. This is literally just me kind of putting my finger on the pulse and making a guess. I fully expect this thing to uh, to restock, you know, probably multiple times on Amazon. So I wouldn't break the bank. I haven't taken a peek to see what these are going for for any of the, uh, you know, the soulless scalpers out there that got multiples of these. But definitely recommend all three of these box sets being added to the collection. How about if, you, Sheen? Oh, well, I was just about to ask you, um, if you could just choose one, which one would you be adding to the collection? I probably would go the this Foley is really, pack. This is really subjective because everybody adds to yeah. you know. I would but. go I would go the Foley pack just because we needed that dude love, the Mankind's a solid improvement, and we never got that WCW Cactus Jack. And mm-hmm. as cool as the acclaimed is, like I they they have regular figures that are coming out in the in the in the main line. Main line here in the i think it's the next set of unrivaled and if you squint your eyes it's kind of hard to tell the difference between them and the ringside exclusives right yeah okay. sean and razor we've we got plenty of those guys as cool as these ones are like they're not you know that's yeah. re- this the, the yeah, this is more about the total package with the packaging the and everything packaging and then the way the they're figures. posed in the uh the package is awesome 
All right, let's get to retro recommendations of the week. All right, it's time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week where we pick a match from years gone by for you guys to check out. And we cannot kick off the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week without asking the Hill Husband which of his 60 pair of chalk line shorts he is rocking for tonight's Retro Wrestling Recommendation. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, I'm rolling with the Royal Rumble 93 uh, shorts. Yeah, feature Brett and Yoko. um, And then got a whole host of other ones on there. So it's kind of made to look like that VHS box cover. Uh, really, really cool. Yeah, so make sure um, when you go to snag yourself a pair of shorts to start building your own collection, use code PF10, that's Pod Foundation 10 for uh, 10% off your chalk line order. So PF10. It's a, it's a really good idea if you got tickets to go to WrestleMania 40 in Philly because, you know, it's it's up in the air right now what the weather's going to be. It could end up being a perfectly nice spring evening. Yeah, that's the only thing about Or it Philly. could end up being frigid. Uh, Chalkline just dropped a few heavier jackets like they're, uh, you know, most of their jackets are pretty light. They just dropped a few of the lined ones that are made to be worn, you know, to keep you warm and stuff. So they got nice. some classic WrestleMania designs. They got an official WrestleMania 40 jacket on there. So definitely take a look at that because you want to have some contingencies. Uh, don't show up and be miserable sitting through five hours of wrestling in yeah. the cold Philly night. Yeah. Um, so what's your wrestling recommendation? I'm going to go back with the first ever uh, NXT TakeOver, man. Like, it's it was the first ever live event on the WWE Network, you know, thoughts and prayers. Uh, but it's a great show. And if you watch it, there's so many people on there that are end up being like, you know, stalwarts over the next, you know, damn near decade at this point. It's 2014 when that happened. Yeah, so it is a decade, dude. So, yeah, it's a decade ago. It's fun to go back and revisit it and just see between, between WWE and AEW, how many of the people on that show made a huge impact over the mm-hmm. years. So, I, I kind of did that with, you know, NXT has been on my mind big with us going to Vengeance Day this weekend. And that was, uh, that was kind of led me to that for my, uh, my inspiration. Well, I guess great minds think alike. Cause I chose, I have two, I chose two NXT matches because again, NXT, NXT is on the mind. So, um, because I, I don't try to tie mine into uh Royal rumble as well. So the first one I picked was, uh, you know, Sasha and Bailey at a uh, takeover Brooklyn. I just think with Bailey winning the Royal rumble and about to go on this, you know, huge baby fa- potential, huge baby face run. Um, you know, we just need to remind ourselves just how great Bailey is. I know she carried the, you know, carried the company during the pandemic years, but even that she didn't really get to shine at the top of her potential. Um, I think um, just her, sh- like her wrestling talent, uh, this really showcases it. And then um, my next pick is uh Going, going to Philadelphia, as a matter of fact, right? Isn't it Philadelphia? Yep. Yeah, going to Philadelphia. Um, Gargano and Andrade. Johnny Gargano and Andrade at uh, TakeOver Philadelphia. Dude, just an absolute banger. With Andrade's, uh, again, with his return, I feel like we all need to remind ourselves, gives our, give ourselves a little jolt to the system because he didn't get to live up to his full potential in AEW, and we haven't seen him since, like, what, 2019, 2020, something like that? Yeah. Um. So we need to... Uh, remind ourselves just how freaking epic this guy is and hope that uh, he gets to he gets to shine on the main roster at WWE. Yeah, that's an absolutely amazing match. I think of the modern era, which I'm going to call WrestleMania 30 to the present, I think Roman and Brock from WrestleMania 31 with Seth's cash-in, I think that's the best match of this era. Number two is that Gargano and Almas um, at, at that takeover. Just yeah. rest, wrestling perfection. Uh, you ready to get into the mailbag, Sheen? I think so, yeah. Let's go. 
All right, we're actually going to switch it up. I'm going to kick it off this week. I got a question in oh, via boy. text message from uh, my good friend James Maudsley, a premium oh, Foley sh- fan member. Question specifically for Chick. He says, do you think the fact that CM Punk is straight edge affects him in the ring, specifically in regards to his health? <laughs> Most wrestlers uh, take some kind of testosterone booster replacement, peptides, or stem cell replacements. That's interesting. Well, I, I guess... Is is straight edge subjective? Does that mean absolutely no pharmaceuticals? Like, I mean, for the for the basis of this conversation, let's just assume that yeah, he doesn't put anything foreign in his body. Um, probably. I think I think it probably does because unless he's like you know just eating a perfectly like ancestral diet and like you know doing everything one hundred percent organic. Right, bag it up. You're gonna have to explain to the listeners what you mean by an ancestral diet. Just like because I hear that, I'm thinking like they eat their ancestors. <laughs> no, no, you eat like your ancestors. So, you so you're know, eating like freaking baked beans and like roast beef for dinner every night, dude, TV dinners. And no, stuff. You're, I mean, you're not even eating, you're I'm not even like eating 50s beans. and 60s. Like, how far back are we going on the ancestors? I mean, we're going back to like, you know, Paleolithic oh, type. I was thinking uh, like eat like Papaw Clyde and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> a little cornbread and milk and a coffee cup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, just just whole foods, you know, lots of animal base, uh, healthy fats, all that kind of stuff, you know, sprout, sprouted grains, all that. Just eat, eat a whole foods healthy diet yeah. is basically what I'm saying. Um, I think it probably does. I think not having, not being able to tweak up a little bit and use a little bit of science on your side. A little bit and, of HGH. Yeah, I, I think it probably does affect him because, uh, I mean, there's just no way to do what these wrestlers do and like at the capacity that they do it without breaking yourself down. And if you're not artificially building yourself back up, I think that's just, that's a really hard ask on your body. Yeah. Um, I still think, you know, I don't hold it against him, dude. I still think at some point it's going to come out that Tom Brady was on some sort of extremely high-end designer stuff that was just he like definitely beyond, was, beyond anything dude. that the testing has the ability 1,000 uh, percent, which is fine. I mean, I don't even hold it against him. Dude. Yeah, you whatever. dedicate your life exactly. to being the best quarterback ever. Go for it, man. Like I don't even. Yeah, it, yeah. and clearly it, it hasn't had all the same effects that like anabolic steroids have, dude. Where you just like the rage and yeah. the, the extreme. Like if it's something that's affecting his health long term, like I'd be interested to see it because he, you know, even the guy, the guys that did roids, like yeah, they got big and strong, but they never really looked healthy, right? Mm-hmm. They always look like they're about mm-hmm. to blow up. Like, they look like twenty like years older than they actually yeah, were. Yeah, whereas Tom Brady looks like you know the healthiest guy in the world. So I don't know. It, I think it's just I think he was on just some different shit. T- time will tell. That's just my little speculation. I, yeah, I'm I'm go- I'm climbing on board with you on that. That Tom Brady was definitely on some you know, and I mean he's not above you know bending the rules so we know that <laughs> we know that you know yeah. uh if it can be done tom brady's gonna find a way to do it but uh yeah good great question and i think i'm, I'm gonna go with absolutely yeah i yes. haven't we haven't really heard that angle taken at all that you know that's the reason why he is getting so many injuries at his old age makes sense though. it 100 makes sense um jamie will says do you have a favorite elimination chamber match I think the first one, man. Got to give a shout out to the Three Points of Articulation podcast uh, that Jamie hosts with his friends over in the UK. That's really good. You guys know, I talk about it every time he sends in a question, but can't say it enough. It's a gigantic headache, dude. It's like Charlie Day with the the big conspiracy chart and and Always Sunny trying to keep up with all the different retro companies right now between Cella, Epic, Rush, everybody else, WWE, Mattel. Um, and they do a great job helping me keep things straight so I can make sure I'm adding the stuff to my collection I want. Uh, I go back to the first one, man. Survivor Series 2002, Shawn Michaels wins the championship. It's his second match back from his comeback. It was such a novel concept. That was the first one we'd seen. 
And in the crazy pro wrestling way, they somehow made it seem organic that there were six guys with equal claims to the championship mm-hmm. that caused this match to have to happen. Because, dude, the, for the early days of the Elimination Chamber, it wasn't a yearly pay-per-view. It was just something that they had to kind of, you know, add a freaking genie smoke, work up a situation where you needed to have a six-man <laughs> match. Uh, and it was just really cool, man. That the first I, I know that the modern day chamber is much safer and it's a little bit easier to set up spots. That first chamber was was brutal, though, with the basically like fucking sewer grates around the <laughs> side of the ring and shit. So, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. really, uh, really just cool match. It's in Madison Square Garden. You know, we just talked about it with that WrestleMania 10 set wrestling in the garden just hits different, man. Uh, I, I still think that's something, you know, not to totally sidetrack on this, but I'm just kind of really thinking about wrestling in MSG right now. Um, I think it'd be cool the next time they go back to New York for Mania, do it in two different places, man. Do Night one, let night one be in the garden and then let night two be, uh, you know, at MetLife Stadium or whatever. I think that would be super neat. Um, obviously, you'd have to be sky high on those tickets in the garden because you're only fitting, you know, 19, 20,000 people in there. But but yeah, Survivor Series 2002, definitely go back and watch that one if you want to get hyped up for uh, some Elimination Chamber action. I really liked um, Elimination Chamber 2019. Uh, the Planet's Champion defeated uh, Kofi to oh, win. Yeah. The, uh, to win, And you, know, you had Kofi and Randy Orton having this big storyline. Kofi Mania was running wild. Um, you know, so Co- I think Kofi got to eliminate Randy Orton, right? And then Kofi it came, made it came, it to the final two. Yeah, and, and it they, came down to it came down to Daniel Bryan and Kofi, and they had just an absolute banger yeah, of a last some badass like, near falls. And yeah. then it ended. The, I still remember the the closing shot of that pay per view was Kofi looking dejected, sitting on the ring apron with Xavier and Biggie yes. on either side, and it panned down. So your final frame is the WrestleMania sign up yes. in the air with those guys and. Yeah, one of like the just craziest stories in recent history. Like the fans literally willing Kofi Kingston out of nowhere. You know, within a span of two yeah. months, he went from nowhere to match of the year, winning the world championship at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, Jamie also wants to know how many bookmarks do you think Cody Rhodes owns since he can't finish the story? He needs to keep buying him. He's going to lose again at Mania this year. Yeah. Chad Smith from the Turnbuckle Tavern hit us with uh, one bad Chad. The one bad Chad hit us with uh, "Are UFOs real?" and "Where are we at on ghosts?" Too. Sheena's got to take this one. She's the conspiracy <laughs> supernatural junkie, so I'm gonna let her feel this one. So UFOs, I so I don't know about like UFOs specifically. Do I think there is life on other planets out there? I definitely do. I think there's, you know, I think it's just really egotistical and narcissistic of us to think like, you know, the whatever, whether you believe in creation or whether you believe in evolution or whatever, that we're the only beings in this absolute like galaxies and galaxies. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. You got to think, dude. So we're. All right, so we're just a solar system, which is like a speck of yeah. sand in the Milky Way galaxy, right. which is just a speck of sand in the entire universe. Man. Exactly. So. so, yeah, the fact that we would believe that there's not some other forms of life out there is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Whether they come to Earth and, like, fly around in the sky in their spaceships, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I can I can tell you that's probably why none of them have ever landed. They're like, what the hell is going on here? And so they just, like, keep on flying by to the next to the next galaxy. As far as ghosts go, I'm I'm on board with ghosts, too, I think. And I don't think it's, like, in the traditional sense, like, you know, um, like Beetlejuice, where it's like, oh, no feet, and there's, like, floating floating sheets <laughs> coming through your house. Um, but I, I believe that every living thing is energetic, and, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just transfers from one being to another. So, like, I feel like sometimes that transfer of energy may get, like, caught somewhere, and... Um, I, I think there are 
ghosts. And, you know, again, I use the term ghost loosely. I think there's spirits. Um, I mean, I know from living on Fort Island where like some absolutely, I mean, Pearl Harbor happened there and you can just, it's just a different feeling. Like when you're over there by the Harbor where like all that went down, like it's a very like somber, just energetic, like drag over there sometimes. And I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with like a lot Almost of the, 3000 people dying right there. Yeah. 3000 people dying. Like we, we lived like that was literally like, you know, our backyard, our backyard. And sometimes, you know, you'd walk the dogs over there and it's not something you would like feel like, you know, daily or whatever. But if you just sat there for a moment and just allowed yourself to be immersed, like you could, it just felt energetically different. Um, so yeah, I, I 100% believe in ghosts. All right. <laughs> Next question. Now, what do you, do you don't have any opinion either way? Uh, you don't I'm, have to go into detail, but do you believe in aliens or like, you know? Yeah, I think there's definitely a life. Do you out believe there. in ghosts? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. Um, what are some deep cuts that you would think would work as build a figures? This is from Kevin Eugene. He said recently he's been thinking about uh coquina kid and uh Norman normal smiley. Smi- Norman yeah. Normal smiley. smiley. Um, so the build a figures, I don't know. They're it's, it's hard to say now cause they've really opened up the aperture yeah. on it with getting that Virgil, the British Bulldog and Street Gear. We're going to get the Disciple coming up. I'm with you, dude. I, I think it should be reserved for people who absolutely would not work a standalone. So I'm thinking like, you know, give, give me spinoffs of people's regular gimmicks. Give me Kevin Nash as like Oz or Vinny Vegas. Give me Scott Hall as the Diamond Stud. Um, give me fake Razor Ramon, dude. I feel like mm-hmm. we need that. That'd be a super easy one, dude. Like RIP Rick Bogner. But, you know, we're getting fake Diesel. We got to have fake Razor to go with, with fake Diesel. Yeah, do we do we have a stunning Steve? Yeah, we have yeah, stunning, we have stunning Steve. Steve. He's on display in the uh, figures He's up right now. now. Okay, yeah. yeah, we have two different stunning Steves. We have stunning Steve from when he was with the Hollywood Blondes, and then we have early '90s stunning Steve when he was the TV <laughs> champion. All right, Zach Hertzer wants to know: Do you prefer cake or pie for dessert? Poontang pie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, Tom Montato said lemon meringue. <laughs> Dude, real talk, lemon meringue pie is freaking delicious. I I would have to go with pie too. Cake sometimes is a little bit too rich. Uh, pie is like perfect. And I, I really do enjoy a good meringue pie, a chocolate meringue or like a, you know, lemon meringue. They're just mm, delicious. Sometimes I'll let, we, or it was a couple of weeks ago, we let, Brett did something. I can't remember if he did something good at karate or what. He got his belt. He got his camo. His- well, that was this past weekend, but a couple of weeks before that, we had, he did something and I let him go to Kroger and just pick out whatever dessert he wanted. He picked out this uh, like French, French silk. Swiss pie. Or yeah, like, yes. French silk pie. It was bomb, dude. So I'm going to say pie. That shit was delicious. He, yeah. did, he got it again this past Saturday when he uh, got his new belt in karate. Yeah, and like fruit pies, like apple and, um, you know, strawberry and blueberry. All that shit is so delicious. So, yeah, I'm, I'm team pie for sure. Brett Sharo, CM Punk fans keep taking L's, really hoping he can come back in a decent run to close out his career. So disappointed. That being said, how do you see Mania going this year? I think this is the first time that after the Rumble, I've had zero clue on how things were going to go. So many curveballs have been thrown out um, from what we thought was going to be the plans. Yeah, I think Roman and Cody still going to happen. Yeah. Um, With Seth... It, with you know Seth and Gunther, they're, they're like the next two guys up for the on the men's side of things. With both their opponents pretty much being out of it now, with Brock and Punk gone for their own reasons, um, it's hard to say, man. I could totally see them putting Seth and Gunther together, just doing like the ultimate challenge, like WrestleMania Six, have the IC champ go against the world champ. 
Um, or, you know, you got Jay Uso that could go against Gunther. I think Seth that's still in the cards. He could get cashed in on now. Like we don't, we don't really know exactly how bad his knee situation is. If it was going to be risky for him to, uh, go into mania, but it was worth it for that punk match. Maybe it's not worth it against anybody else. And mm. we see him get cashed in on some week coming up, you know, maybe Cody's right about to pick Seth to uh, face him at Mania, and then Damian Priest cashes in. I think that would kind of be a win-win. It would put over Seth's belt um, and, you know, get the Judgment Day over even bigger as heels. So, yeah, I, I with Seth, it's still a wild card, man. There, I think there's a whole lot of ways. The good thing is that the roster is so stacked right now that there's still a ton of entertaining over people in the mix. It's not like mm-hmm. they're going to have to heat up somebody out of nowhere to make this happen. Yeah, that's been one really um, awesome thing about this Mania season and like coming into this Mania season. Everybody's is like, over. Yeah, everybody's over and everybody's stories are interconnected and it's really like it. it's not so hard to like pivot, right? Like, yeah. you know, you they've set up so many situations where like if they do have to pivot, it doesn't feel forced or like out of nowhere, right? It may not be ideally what we wanted to see or what we thought was coming, but you know, it's not like a, a stretch to, to see how these people fit together. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I, uh, I totally think that there's, I am with you. I don't really know where they're going to go, but the good thing is that there's a ton of good options. Yeah. Zach Hurstler kind of had a, a question in the same vein, um, about, you know, what happens with Cody and Roman and Seth, but he says, if Cody doesn't finish the story this year, like at, at mania, what's going to happen. So what do you think beyond? So say for instance, the unthinkable happens and, freaking roman goes over cody dude i don't think it's unthinkable i think it is gonna happen and cody will just go do some other shit again i mean last year he feuded with brock for half the year had a match with dom on pay-per-view i don't know dude i don't know what they do with cody but i think roman's gonna win i think he's gonna go on next year and face the rock and win and at that point you're only a couple years away man like fuck it go for it dude break bruno's record they've already dude they've already come this far man why not I mean, we, yeah, we kind of touched on that last time. Like, you've already come this far. Like, why not? Um, yeah, think about how hard it was to just get to this point, man. Like, I think he's definitely. I think they're definitely going to erase Hogan's racist ass out of the uh, out of the books. So, why not keep it going? All right, uh, moving on. We got um, Brian Vermeer. He says, "Does bacon belong on a king cake?" I had one recently and wasn't a fan. I actually had to just like like. I know what a king cake is, but I've never had one, so I wasn't sure what the flavor profile was, so I didn't want to answer that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of king cake, so I would say no, and I don't know why anybody would even bother eating king cake. I guess it's if something you just want to do to get in the spirit of Mardi Gras, but I feel like as far as dessert breads or pastries go, there's a host of other better options out there. It says there's fruit pieces in it. So it says it's cinnamon and there's like fruit pieces in it. I don't know. But it says it's a, like a cinnamon flavor profile. I was going to say if bacon has to be used, I'm I'm for adding bacon to some desserts, but it has to be used appropriately. Like, you know, here in America, they just think like, oh, we're just going to throw bacon on anything and make it edible. And I, I'm not here for that. And I'm someone who loves bacon, but like a good like maple bacon, like donut or something like that. Like I could totally get down or like maybe like a cinnamon roll with some maple and, and bacon. But yeah, just throwing bacon on some shit like this. I say, I say no, it's a no for me, dog. Um, Brian Vermeer also says with so many new figure makers out there, do you feel there's room for this many or will the bubble burst sooner rather than later? All of them seem to still be doing well. So I think they're, you know, every bubble is going to burst eventually, but yeah. it seems like everybody's kind of doing their thing, man. I mean, I think, I think Rush was doing fine. It's just the product they put out was so crappy. I think that's what hurt them, but I think there was still interest in their line while they were announcing stuff. So yeah, I, I think I'm going to say the bubble is going to burst later rather than sooner. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think it's, you know, everybody's doing fine and everybody has their things that they're collecting and, you know, they're they're still making more shit. So clearly it's it's working out for these guys. Um he says, How do you see Damien Damien Priest using his money in the bank when there's no one to defeat? He can always cash in on NXT, I guess. I mean, I don't know why he's not cashing in on Seth, dude. Like that's kind of is is putting my king of kayfabe crown back on. That kind of defies logic. Why you wouldn't try to cash in on Why Seth? He's, he's been he's been out there the last two weeks or the last three weeks. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I can still see him making a cash in play for the World Heavyweight Championship. It seems like Roman's just not even a thought. Um, or you know, he could always. Say, we saw Austin Theory cash in for the U.S. Championship last year. He the IC title's prestigious enough now. That could also be a way to get that belt off Gunther once and for all uh, with a money in the bank cash in. Zach Hartzler wants to know, uh, Chicago-style pizza or Chicago-style hot dog? I'll go pizza just because I'm not a fan of like the super loaded dog. All I need on my hot dog is just ketchup, man. So I'll go Chicago-style deep dish pizza. See, I love a loaded dog, but like this doesn't... like The tomatoes and the little peppers and all of that... They're it doesn't, doing too much. It's, yeah, it's doing too much. Um, At this so, point, why not just eat a sandwich? <laughs> I mean, it could be argued that a hot dog is a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a debate for a different time but. uh but yeah so I, i'm saying chicago style uh, pizza for sure um brian vermeer hits us with not a question just a suggestion for the next bracket challenge 32 movie bracket with four quadrants action comedy rom-coms drama and animated uh each host picks two movies for the quadrant to make it eight per section so we'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag our next bracket episode is going to be fast food items so yeah we don't know if it's going to be 32 or 64 yet. Uh, still kind of got to work on that. We got, you know, another month or so to get ready for it. But it's going to be a uh, to determine what the best fast food item. Retired and, and yeah, other, we're going, like- yeah, historical, uh, current, modern day. Yeah. And if it's been on a fast food restaurant in America, it's up for grabs. All right. Uh, Sam Rosenthal hits with our last two questions. He says, why do you think AEW matches have so many botches? Lack of training or guys just trying too hard to do big moves? Yeah, I think it's just the their style of wrestling. Like you're, you're going to have botches when you're doing all those crazy yeah. high flying moves, man. Like when it when it works, it looks like some of the best in-ring action you've ever seen. But yeah, it can look it can look botchy Sloppy. and a little over rehearsed sometimes uh, when uh, when things don't go right. And his last question is, does Punk come back? If yes, does he have more than one match before getting hurt again? I think he definitely comes back. Uh, I can't remember who said it on a podcast I was listening to over the past few days, but he was like, dude, if Punk, I think it may have been Sam Roberts, if he said if Punk comes back, like he should spend this time off just getting in the absolute best shape of his life, obviously recovering from the triceps, first pump and, some hgh yeah pump some hgh if if, it, if it's allowed on in the straight edge society and um get in the absolute best shape of his life just like you know hire like a strength training conditioning coach just for him um for his specific body type and just freaking crush it and then come back and like really look like a force because even though like you know we we know he wrestled like i was the whole match i was like god he looks so weak and so sloppy obviously knowing what i know now I mean, the fact that he finished the match is pretty impressive to me, but he still didn't look great, right? So, like, let's bring back Punk, like, just freaking absolutely shredded um, in the best shape of his whole freaking career. And, uh, yeah, just look how AJ and Randy Wharton came back. They came back looking bigger and more jacked than ever. So, yeah, give 100%. Him on, hook him up with their trainer. Yeah. And, um, I think he'll have, I think he'll have more than one match before he gets hurt, but it won't be many more before he, uh, inevitably gets hurt again 
All right, so that is a wrap for our post-Royal Rumble episode. We'll be back next week bringing you guys our report from being live at Vengeance Day. Uh, I want to remind you, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. And Sheena, hit us with some closing thoughts for uh, this first episode of February 2024. So it is February 2024, so I want to remind all of you um, you know, who celebrate that Valentine's Day is coming up. So if your significant other is expecting something from you, go ahead and put that in your calendar and start shopping. We'll